We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 RBC Heritage. Picks, bets, preview, one and done for the week, plus a master's recap. Want to let everyone out there know, thank you so much for consuming the horribly losing picks for the Masters, but a lot of you did, so I thank you for tuning in and sharing and doing all that stuff. Help us out this week by smashing the like button to the episode in the comment section. Give me your winner for the RBC Heritage, and remember to subscribe to the Mayo Media Network email. It is in the description of this video and podcast. We got to five figures in the second week, Jeffrey, for the email, so that's good. Building the email list up, we're going to be trying to do some giveaways. We gave away uh, three articles of official Masters clothing on the Cut Sweat Show, which is a whole lot of fun. Um, so the people have drawn it. So that means we still have Masters stuff to give away. Probably do that at the PGA Championship as a giant giveaway to help boost the numbers for those ones. But I was blown away with how many people watched and downloaded the shows last week. It was amazing. So thank you, everyone out there. You should thank Jordan Spieth, too, probably. Yeah. He probably, as we suspected, poured gasoline on to the masters at least the pre like hype for it wish he could have uh poured some gasoline onto sunday like i just wanted someone i didn't care who it was i wanted someone to make a run at hideki yeah there were a couple times i mean out of the gate it felt like it could get interesting on when hideki went in the water late but other than that it was a very slow and boring sunday yeah masters it's because all the big names were out of it. Like, the most interesting thing that happened on Sunday was Rom making a move, and there was no chance he was going to win. Yeah, I don't know. Phil and, like, Sink having good scores. I'm trying to think what was actually interesting But that wasn't even Sunday. on TV. Like, the only sweat that I had, and it's funny because it either turns into a winning week or a big losing week, Siwoo and Na trying to struggle to get inside the top eight to hit those each ways for me. They get there. I have a great week. They don't get there, although they do get invited back to the Masters next year. Which is nice because they finished twelfth. Yeah, Bobby. But that, Mac, that was that was my sweat. <laughs> Bobby Mack also 
got in that top 12. Yeah, he did. Sink did too. Yeah, I sweated because I'm a repulsive degenerate. Like, I'm repulsed at myself, Pat. Well, like, as I told you we'll, on Friday. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. I do want to say that all the stats and info from <laughs> FantasyNational.com. 20% off FantasyNational.com this week, as every week, with FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. This is my favorite tournament of the year, so I'm super hyped for the Heritage. <laughs> Although I know we, I am. This, yeah. I say it every year. People, like, laugh at me. I think this is the most compelling tournament to watch on the PGA Tour. It's my favorite course on the PGA Tour, and where it is a Pete Dye course Everyone is kind of live to win this week. And there are so few events that are like that. And then you have the whole extra element that sometimes it's super fucking windy, which is awesome. And, I, and I've had a lot of success at this tournament over the years. Yes, that helps. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Fantasy National for yeah. helping me cash 20K at this tournament with Kadira. Heartbreak, success. I've had an entire mixed bag. What other course, just out of curiosity, would you say allows everybody to win? Like, Col- give me a compar- Colonial? That would have been my first guess. Colonial. I mean, weirdly, the Masters is kind yeah, of that way. It kind of does feel like it plays that way. Yes. Especially when conditions play like they did this week, when it's super firm and super fast. And, I mean, Hideki takes it. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. But he takes advantage of the rain delay. Everything softens up, and he just goes fucking nuclear on everything. Nuclear, hit the putts, <laughs> made some scrambles, and that's where he won the tournament. It was th- Saturday afternoon. What was he, six under through the last eight yeah. holes? Yeah, that, that's the difference right there. And he missed a short putt, too. I think he missed his birdie on, on the first par five. Did he on yeah. Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk Masters, then. I wanted someone to make a run at Hideki because I wanted to be interested. Not that I bet Hideki or had Hideki. Shout out to David Barnett, who tipped Hideki on this show last week. Um, I didn't listen. Hopefully the people out there listened. But I'm happy you won. I love Hideki. As someone, we both sit here. I think we had bet Hideki at the Masters the previous four years. A lot of people. It didn't bet At him least this three year. years. I know the year Will it won. Like that Sunday morning, I was like, no, if someone on my cart is catching Spieth, it was going to be Hideki. Yeah, everyone's bet Hideki. He checked so many boxes. And yeah, like I love Hideki. And I got hard on Hideki. I got hard on Hideki. Because it was weird. In like way he just had this not only blip from winning but contending, um, but I don't know there were like a lot of metrics that like pointed right to Hideki and like the ball striking well, hardcore it, it, team, it, no putters. But that's the thing though the ball striking hasn't been good. The irons have been really good. His driving was like abysmal so far this season for like where his level is at and where we expect Hideki to be at off the tee. And it just didn't matter this week. But I even mean historically. No, historically he's great. But but this year in particular, the driving was bad versus it always being good. And that was the hesitation looking at it. Like, if this guy drives like he's been driving, he didn't even drive all that well and he still won. No, he made some (laughs) great scrambles. And I guess on a couple drives, like 11, there are a couple guys that got really right where they found this like perfect lane way. Speed. Um, or was it Thomas who found it? A handful of guys, Leishman, Hadet, like a lot of guys found out where you didn't even have to clear the water. And once it got a little softer, you didn't really need to be so paranoid about taking that hard bounce um, left. I guess before we get, like, it's just so, it felt so right. Like, in this time, like, since I've started getting into golf, like, it it felt so right um, seeing him win. We got to grow old with Hideki. It was well-deserved. He takes a path that I think people, um, we are now in this, like, instant gratification society We demand things instantly. 
And we've always spoken about Pat, like a generation ago, Hideki literally won his masters on the perfect timeline. Oh, you're like 28, 32. You like took lumps. You had a nice career. You won some events. No, we start to expect things like this at like starting at 28, but like Tiger, it's not even fair to discuss him. Rory does what he does. Spieth does what he does. Morikawa. Morikawa now does what he does. And we see these guys, not only these American college players come out so much more experienced, um, that the game has changed. The time frame has changed. And Hideki, like a lot of internationals, we meet them so young because they don't really do the American school. Or if they do it, it's like hyper quick. You know, we spoke about that like with Day. Like, man, it feels like he's 38. He's like 33. Hideki always felt as old as like Fowler. But he didn't go to Oklahoma State. He's like four years younger than Ricky Fowler. But they both came onto the scene at the same yes. time. So we always just lump them together. Um, and, and like I'm sure Neiman, when he's 28, it'll feel like he's 35. Yeah. Because we met him as like a baby. And, same and, as Sungjae. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just a different well, path. Even, even look at Siwoo right now. Yeah. Like people forget Siwoo's what, 24? A baby. <laughs> a lot of these internationals are babies. And, and, and yeah. And even to like... There was a maturation there that clearly had to had to happen. Now with Dustin, you know, taking lumps and big lumps and finding a late major, at least like people compare like he took that trend, it took him till later to win that major, but he won every year. Like there was never a year Dustin didn't win. He finally won a major, but there was never a calendar year on PGA Tour where he didn't win. And he's got that amazing track record that I think by the time he retires, assuming no catastrophic injury, like the win in each year is going to be unprecedented. He needs to get one this year. Saudi doesn't count. Oh, yeah. I guess it's weird that he hasn't won, but he'll... he'll well, well, does Masters actually... It's part of, I'm not sure The first that, Masters is a part of this season, so does that count? I'm actually, or is it like a calendar year? That's a very fair question. <laughs> well, and, if he doesn't win in this calendar year, they'll count it because it was in this season. And not to keep going, but I've always made this comparison with the golfers that sort of have their moment late, that there is maybe more of that big moment development needed quarterbacks when we were younger like you didn't even rate a guy like you needed 17 a full season before you even wanted to draw a conclusion and so, like russell wilson wins a super bowl as a third round pick in like what year two two or three or like maybe instantly and it's like i your team dressed a guy in the second or third round it's like instant expectations there's no like like a growth into it and it's Hideki was winning yesterday, and I'm like, okay. And I say this even when I criticize Tua. Like, it really is unfair. Because, like, there is, like, super prospect. You just let them develop. Just, like, breathe. Let these guys don't always be in a rush. Like I am, like a lot of we are on the, the Twitters in this instant gratification society. But it felt so special. It really did. It, it really did. For for um, I don't know that TV ratings will reward. They will not. I I, I I will wager um, that the rain delay replay of Tigers 2019 <laughs> may have drawn better ratings yeah, than no, the conclusion of round four. It was a slow four. and boring day. Um, and they were fucking slow. The yeah. final group. They kind they, they got, got themselves put the back into position, but they were out of position early. I don't know what else. I, I I do want to criticize the broadcast for a second, if I can do that. I Let's thought it go was for it. I thought it was especially with how slow everything was playing. Heather wasn't a ton of drama at the top, especially early on. Like when Hideki gets himself into trouble on one, it's like, uh oh, 
here we go. But then it never really materialized, especially after Xander went three over over those three yeah, he, holes. He made like a big number on the fifth. Yeah, and then he just kind of got out of it. He got himself back into it, and then that did create some drama. But over that entire time, whose wife did Leishman fuck? That he wasn't allowed to be on TV. He was in third place for the entire front nine. So, Didn't see yeah, a shot. They did, they did a preview of when Hideki and Xander were getting to number seven. It's like, number seven is just playing so difficult today. And they had this, like, flyover package. And just, I think it was like Faldo talking about how hard number seven is. Leishman was on the fucking hole making bogey. He was in third place. Didn't show him. Like, I was, what? What is going on here? They don't tell you the path. If you're just a guy that likes to not like watch the baseball game, but know the final score, the broadcast did a great job. Like they didn't give you the journey with a lot of situations like, oh, now we're like nine feet for par. Well, can I see the chip to get here? Can I see the drive that puts you out of position? No, a lot of people are in a rush. I don't know how much is on their phone to get rid of that master's app. I let it marinate because I, I like go back. I want to breathe things. I watched J Justin's debacle. I watched great, like a lot of, uh, yes, some of the great Finau shots, uh, or I just like picking a random guy and like going through his scorecard, like and seeing where that birdie and like just watching the hole. Like, it's so cool. Um, I, I recommend not going back and watching Siwoo's final two okay. rounds. Like, not great. <laughs> um, yes, not, not great. But I enjoyed, uh, I, and since no one else is now using the app, my thought, like I can do seven things at once on it. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was freezes a lot for me as I get the, the traffic is up on the weekend. Just a couple things because it's so important. Um, Xander, he is like the first words out of his mouth in his like, po of his like butler cabin or side butler cabin like interview after the round. The first things, like I swear to God, that he says is like, yeah, a lot of people might have this perception of me that I just come in second place and get, I, I'm paraphrasing, and get close finishes, but that's not how I see it. That's not how my team sees it. <laughs> like, it was very like, I'm trying to like not be this, but I, <laughs> but, but just but I saying it, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, Harvard, you know it's going to happen. Yeah, um, but I, I don't begrudge him for going in the water on 16. No, that was the shot he had to make. And, and the but he, you have to make birdies in order to come back. And Hideki doesn't make bogey on 18 if he knows he doesn't have two shots to play with. Probably. He's probably ultra conservative yeah. to like a long... Yeah. He puts it in the middle yeah. of the green instead of like kind of... Like we saw Tiger... Do, I'm not saying... He, well, with an iron, sometimes Hideki can be Tiger. Um, no one is. Uh, but even there's a great thing that the broadcast didn't even talk about. You heard... Xander and, and Austin Kaiser, great caddy, um, having a conversation on that tee. Like, well, it's supposed to be doing this, but Xander's like, it's doing this right now? Well, then we got to just, like, go by that. Like, they were having, like, a very, um, like, direct conversation about how they thought the whole would be playing, I guess, at this moment, maybe some pre-conversation, and what it was doing at that exact moment. And I, I don't know, the, the broadcast didn't even acknowledge it. So, well, they, I, I they, they had Vern staked out on sixteen. I was, I'm, uh, you could, I, I was really also upset to see Hideki pull that club on fifteen. It made no sense. You got to let them come back to you. It's funny because, like, just make a fight. Me, you and Cust were. DMing about it, and yeah. Cus was like, "You got to lay up on thirteen and 15. I was like, "You don't lay up no, on thirteen. No. Just go for it. Like, there's no harm." And unless e you, even if you miss it and go into the water on thirteen, you can still get up and down for par. Yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. On fifteen, yeah. <laughs> We've seen guys, yeah, get in the get up and down for par. That's what made JT's incident like so weird. 
Yeah, that um, was strange. That's back like, to back okay, masters went, on on the what is it Saturday yeah. second nine? And I actually used the app as like an opportunity to go relive what was in my head because we came back from the delay, and he had like an eight or nine foot par putt that like you got to like is living in your head that entire delay. Like I I don't know about you, but like I feel like some people would argue that putt that's like the ideal first shot to have. You can go back, you practice it. Like it's a very of all the shots, like you can replicate like a putt in terms of like preparing to go out and hit the putt out of a rain delay. I would, I would, ju- I'm such a soft mentally, like in golf and sport that like that putt would just be on my, like I wouldn't be able to have a good rain delay that like knowing I have to come back and hit that putt. He missed that putt and then he went to 10 and stuck it to like four feet and missed that putt. <laughs> Or maybe in par on the next one, it was a four-footer on 11. Then he goes to 12, gets a great birdie. You're like, oh, he's going to the par fives. It's on now. His new, like, famous drive that the that the broadcasts, like, jerk off to. It's a, it's a great drive. Yeah. yeah, but didn't he shank it right? He shanked <laughs> it right. It's like, oh, his duck hook didn't hook. Like, everyone is baffled. No, that's, like, incredibly possible when you, like, try that shot. Um, and it stayed out there. And he got aggressive, but I don't mind that at all because you said yeah, no, you can still knowing, recover from and, and, it. And, and, and knowing it's Saturday, where, and knowing where you're at too, you're like, you know, guys are making numbers now. Like, he, how, what was he at when he gagged it on thirteen? Four back, three back. Yeah, because he got it back on four, so he would have been at. I don't know what he was back of the lead, but he would have been at minus four. I think Rose he made a, was still winning at that. point. He made a bogey on nine, but he got it back on twelve. And then he still got to go to the par fives. He made a great birdie on 12. And you're like, oh, boy. Like, I'm sure the JT backers are seeing that leaderboard. They're they're licking their chops. So I don't um, – I guess I don't know what else there is to say other than do you have any – oh, people might want to fast forward this, but this is important to me. I suspect forever now – this is how the course will play. Like, they are not going to... No, I, I think this is how... This this course, wasn't, the setup, re- really reminded me of the Reed year. Reed, Fowler, Spieth. But was Reed out of Willett or Sergio was out of Willett? Sergio was out of Willett. Because it played Reed really won. tough for Willett. But, but that played, was windy. But it played really... Yeah, it played really tough for Willett because it was windy. It played really tough for the Sergio Rose year. It was like minus nine or something yeah. like that. Like, this is... This is this master setup is what we're used to seeing. So... I guess just some years it gets out of their so control. So November was a total outlier because they didn't like, they're just like, we don't even, we've never hosted this tournament in November before. We're just going to let them play. And whatever happens, well, happens. The tournament played in November like it did coming out of that rain delay. Pretty much. And that was the only time all week it played like that. It softened up and guys were fucking spinning the ball back because to the hole. Like, and as you tough- got such an advantage for being with holes left on the course coming out of the rain delay. Versus at any other time. Because you actually mentioned it too. It was a very good point by you on Twitter. That we were looking at like, who can we chase here? And I, I got playing it the other way where, hey, if the winds pick up, which it looks like they were going to do, and there is no rain delay, the guys in the morning are going to have it way better. But if there is a rain delay and it gets pushed later or into tomorrow, the advantage is going to go to the guys that are out later on the course and they're going to separate themselves. And that's exactly what happened. Year in, year out, the Masters can always play tough. You get out of position on a bad angle, you can look like a Muni golfer. Yeah, look at Patrick Cantlay. Like, <laughs> I don't even, that's a whole other thing. Um, even if you're in contention, you can have these moments like where it's like, wow. Like even Xander on the third hole, like hits that amazing drive on a good angle. No one came into three on Sunday with that angle, at least like they showed us on TV. 
So they the, the, so the three other guys <laughs> that they showed? <laughs> exactly. And he still makes a total mess of it. But as I even mentioned to you guys in our correspondence throughout the weekend was, like, even when the Masters is playing incredibly tough, we do see a consortium of, like, amazed, like, one-foot birdies. Like, like really, like, balls that just roll perfectly, and it's literally, like, tapping birdies. Through the first, like, two days, we didn't see anything like that. And even when it plays tough, we get that, like, still. And it seemed like like all the birdies on Thursday and Friday that we were getting on TV were, were I mean, they weren't. They were 16-foot putts. Yeah, they were 16-foot putts or even the par five. I had never seen so many bogeys on par fives through the first two rounds of the Masters ever. I like, think guys had cards filled with par five bogeys. Of all my bets, I think my players played number 15 at 37 over par this week. Bubba and Kim especially. Like, those guys were just... Bubba even laid up. He got it. He bailed out right on Sunday, so he wouldn't go into the water for the third straight day. And he ends up just on like the no, it was on Saturday. Sorry, on the right hand side, like where the bunker is. They chipped it into the water. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Can we talk about Zalatoris for a second. I'm I'm I'm, I'm off. Is he the new like Xander, Finau type guy no, that he's too- at these majors where like he's just coming. Oh, because he has that sixth place. Where was it last year? Wingf- at the U.S. Open, it? and now he's doing it at the Masters. He's down to 25-1 to 1 to win this year's U.S. Open, although his odds are longer to win the Heritage this week, which is kind of funny. That he, I actually noticed that a bunch with some of these odds this week for the Heritage. But just oh, how much you Dustin get, is the how, same as his Masters How much odds. you get rooked on Masters odds, just looking at these guys, they're all like basically the same as they right. were last week in a much weaker field. It's definitely a fair point. As you know, I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food and basically realized I can't eat anything anymore. But now there's Magic Spoon, our good friends at Magic, and to quote the tick from the animated series in the 90s, Spoon! You got to get some. I'm dead serious about this. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving only 140 calories per serving as well it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy free low carb and gmo free and we've got exciting news listen friends listen to this magic spoon will be releasing two amazing flavors this month for a limited time only we're talking about cookies and cream and maple waffle yum and if that isn't the most comforting indulgent combination then i don't know what is it's the ultimate treat yourself combo so make sure you get some well you can for the limited time. Or build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. And if you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. Mixing coca with peanut butter tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup, by the way. But if you want to take it from me, I would just order all the fruity possible. That stuff is awesome. So go to magicspoon.com mayo to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream, maple waffle, or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And be sure to use our promo code MAYO at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is good now anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use code MAYO at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for whatever reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, 
for sponsoring this episode. Springtime means looking forward to brighter days ahead. But you may feel like your mental health is still stuck in winter. I know that feeling. If you're feeling blue and need a mental reset, it's the perfect time to give Calm a try. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off into dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com slash mayo, you'll get a limited time offer of, get this, 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content that's added every single week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of the Pat Mayo Experience, Calm is offering a special limited-time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash mayo. Go to C-A-L-M dot com slash mayo, M-A-Y-O, for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash mayo. I don't think, as I even tweeted this morning, I don't think even, like, big golf fans understand what sort of accomplishment it was for Zalatoris to get in the field on, on world golf rankings, having no full-time status, having fewer starts than any healthy player in that field, not having like your win, like a Michael Thompson, or I could pick on other guys. Oh, that's a guy I wanted to bet this week. Thank um, you for reminding me. Sure. I, Where's he right. At? Like, like how to climb up world rankings. It's like almost impossible. Without the win. And then you go look at his game logs, you know, steal like a baseball term, I guess, uh, fantasy. It's like, oh, that's how. Like, that is insane. And it's the only way he got in here was being insane. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, this keeps up through the year. Are we Like, should we be talking about him for the Ryder Cup stuff? Let's bring along a kid. We or we got enough kids on the team. That was the point that I wanted to make. Everyone goes mental because Kisner wins two <laughs> matches at the match play. Put him on the Ryder Cup team. He deserves to be there. Zalatoris is just running train through the PGA Tour. I didn't hear it once. Did Zalatoris? He only made his only par putts of distance felt like when he had a bad read on a lag putt, which for a rookie is one of the things that we don't like rookies for. But he, like, he putted the lights out this week. Yes, but my point being is, did he, like Hideki, everyone else on that leaderboard, Rose, Spieth, they were all over the course at times. This guy, did he hit a shot from the pine straw? Because I'm going to use that app to watch every single stroke he made this week. Because it was... Like, what do I have in my head that Patrick Cantley, like, is supposed to be, Pat? This guy that's, like, always just putting, like, um, in a good position? Like, never, yeah, he'll have par pot. Like, he might not pin stock, but, like, we're going to be in position all week. This is actually what Will Zalatoris is. I'm just looking at it right now. If Spieth just had a decent putting week, he would have won. His putting was atrocious. He lost by far the most strokes of anyone inside the top 20 on the greens. Everything else was like the driving was obviously wasn't great, but that's really, it's funny when you think about Spieth and what held him back. 
if he had just gained three strokes putting for the week, which was pretty baseline for him, especially at Augusta. He was right there. This He lost 2.9 you know, or something. I guess the scary point to even throw on top of that is this is probably the second or third time this year where he's finished like top three, top five, Pat, where you could say that his putter let him down. Yeah. I think in Phoenix we spoke about it. Maybe I don't know about Tory. Tory was like his first, like, oh, what's happening here? Where I don't know if I paid that much attention to whether the putter let him down or not. And again, I don't know. It's like full-fledged, like, back, right? Like, he's just back. Yeah. Like, there's no... I don't care about the field that he won against. And I don't care that... How do I put this? Like, there are times you make the joke, like, okay, yeah, Spieth will play well at the Masters. He'll play well at Colonial. That has no bearing to me whether he's back or not. No, he's back. See, he's he put, back. He putted really well at Valero, sucked on the greens at players, and then he putted – it was a pebble where the putter let him down. And then everywhere else, he, even at Phoenix, he putted well. He just didn't putt well on Sunday. Fair. But he had gained – the reason that he was there because he was making, like, 50-foot putts on Saturday – but overall, yeah, it's been pretty pretty good ride for him. I kind of like him at the PGA Championship, to tell you the truth. After a, lot, lo- a lot of people seem to. This a- after looking at the types of players that did well at Kiowa last time, and it was 2012, so how much can you really glean from it? But Rory wins. He's a bomber. Everyone else on that leaderboard is like Euro scrambler guy. It's like, it's like Poulter and like that time type of player. So if distance isn't as big of a factor as you would think at a 7,800-yard course, that it's about like long irons and chipping and putting – then I think it would make Spieth super live. Maybe, how, maybe guys just are too good off the tee now than they were 10 years ago, though. So I don't know. So how many guys are, like, actually in the fair, like, age group of, like, this? Is Zalatoris, do 20, we put him with those guys, or is he kind of older? I think he's Despite 20, having less starts. I, I feel like he is, like, Scheffler. But it's like Vic, Scheffler, Colin, M. Wolf. Wolf, Zalatoris, right? Or... Like, yeah. is that how we're going to group these guys? I guess so, yeah. They're all part of the same generation. Yeah. Neiman is in there, too. Neiman, yeah. Connors. Although I think Connors, Connors is older. probably older. You want to talk about Connors for a second? I had to tune out of the Canadian broadcast. They were pretty hard it on It was, oh, my God. Like, I get, I get you want to build up Connors, but, like, guys, let's pump the brakes a little bit. And then, like, Bob Weeks is on there talking about how great of a putter he is. You're like, what the fuck are you watching? Like, what are you talking about? His, his, There's one way that Connors is going to do this, and it's if he puts everything to four feet and makes the four-foot putt. It makes half of them, basically. Because he was going to putt himself out of it eventually. Great week for him. And he finished eighth. He's, he's figuring out Augusta. That's fantastic news for him. If he can continue to get the invite back, and he has his auto bid for next year. There's a couple guys that did that that may or may not be on the bubble for next year. Like, Sink gets back in next year. There's probably no way that he was getting back into the Masters unless he won another tournament. So that's awesome news for him. Stenson's out. Oh, yeah, Stenson's out from the British Open, isn't he? Yeah. So he'll have to play his way back in. Like, Bobby Mack is just inside the top 50, but this guarantees that he's back. Herman, Siwoo, and Na as well are three guys that kind of linger right around the top 50 in the world, but they end up getting the call back. Connors would be the other one, I would think. I think everyone else is pretty safe. I don't think Rom's going to miss out on the Masters next year. No, because because was a player's exemption is up next year. That's why I mentioned him, because you know how bad he can get it going after a while. Anyone else inside Rose? Were you sweating Rose at all during the week? Were you were you getting like kind of like paranoid? A thing of emotions. I was really impressed by his um, Friday or like the at, rally back. Yeah, the rally back. It's like okay for his ability to actually win the tournament because I never like 
guys that run too pure to the weekend. It's always good to take a punch and know you can take that punch. You have a guy that's had played like, oh, he hasn't like had a great like three days, two and a half days, and like finally makes a bogey. And then it gets bad. Like, no, I want to take the punch early. I don't want to recover from the punch. You never want to actually take the punch, but it's good if you have to take it to take it early and recover. That impressed me. All in all, like, great week. I don't know. I mean, he's just going to be a bridesmaid here. He's still got some time here, I think. Especially now that he, it seems like he's over the injury, which is great news for yeah, him. Yeah, great news for him. Great news for his season. Get healthy. Ryder Cup year. Big, big things. Um, is he qualified for the Ryder Cup team? I doubt it, but I he, don't know, man. He'll be a captain. He would be yeah. like an auto-captain's pick, yeah, I would think. I saw Big Vic. Uh, listen, Big Vic was still up there. Pat, I had these moments where it's like, oh, my God, like Justin Rose with a green jacket would be the corniest. Like, it would take – it would it would pour gasoline on Justin Rose's, like, corny social media persona. But, God damn it, you win that green jacket – you could be 87 years old taking freaking selfies in it. Like, whatever. Good the, for you, man. The auto qualifiers so far for the European team are Fleetwood, Rom, Hatton, and Rory. Westwood, Perez, Casey, Hovland, Fitz. Those are the players on the team right now. With, like, Burned and Bobby Mack and Willett and Sergio and Casey. Kind of, no, no, Casey's in. And Rose knocking on the door. And I understand Hideki... It's probably flying Chicago. To, Did you see the picture? Yeah. Like, I get, like, I'm sure Chicago to Tokyo is going to be one of those high, high end, like, first class commercial airline pods. But how this guy's not on, like, a private jet to Chicago kind of took me off guard. <laughs> and he doesn't even have his jacket in a garment bag. No, just carrying on. Like, he, that slung is over such the a, shoulder. That is such a flex. Like, he's just, yeah. He's just like some hype beast kid, Pat, in his with his supreme nats knapsack and his cool Augusta National Golf Club hat, just sitting there in the lounge or not even in the lounge, straight terminaling it up. So good for you, Decky, you boss. Uh, two things I wish they would have made a bigger deal of was this is why gambling should at least in some form be incorporated into the broadcast. Finau chipping in on eighteen to cash the top ten was kind of funny, and then. Robert McIntyre making a long birdie playing with Finau on 18 to get into next year's Masters. They really should have, like, hyped that up a little bit, I feel. Yeah, especially with... Um, with nothing going yeah, on. Yeah, the state of the tournament. Although maybe when they did get to 18, that's when all that, like, high drama on, of them on 15 happened. Maybe. That, but that, that doesn't could be mean, true. That doesn't mean you can't roll back the tape. Was there anyone in this field <clears throat> who didn't have a good finish that impressed you? Like, oh, okay. Like, I can see this going forward now if the Masters is going to play like this. There was one guy for me, and he was all over the place. But he may have made the most birdies of anyone in the field. Vic. Oh, Vic was fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. There is no, there's no hole at Augusta that Vic can't birdie yeah, yeah. or double bogey, oh, man. as it turns out. Yeah, it's on. That, to me, like, I don't care how many, how many big scores he made. Like, yeah, the positive experience check marks at Augusta, they keep piling up. And yeah, well, you think like Rory should be good here. Vic's going to come slay it by a touchdown. Who else? Poor Molinari. The race for DFL was on for him uh, on Sunday. I would say Hatton, just because he never even like made a cut here. Yeah, Hatton and, and, Mor- had a really Hatton and Morikawa week. played really and well. And now, like I don't know, I think Hatton this week at like 25 to 1, we can get into it, seems like a pretty fair situation if you think he's in 
got some confidence out of um, out of an Augusta performance. Uh, Phil, just great to see. Phil made very few bogeys so, the entire. He missed so many. Did butts. Sink outduel Phil on top senior? I guess he did, or Sink even a senior? He's nice, forty seven. Yeah. So Phil got the top senior. I think he was the only. No, him and Jimenez. I think were was it Jimenez? Yeah. And Ubaldo. Uh, no, Ubaldo. Right. Uh, Ola Thobble. Ola Thobble. That was, was nice Ola to Thobble. see. He hadn't made a, any cut in an event. I mean, he doesn't play a ton, but in a while. Answer? I mean, just did answer things. Yeah. Another solid but week for answer. annoying penalty. Uh, yeah, that was. We, we discussed that on the Cut Sweat show. Uh, nah, once again, played well with the Masters. Beat DJ, by the way. You cowards wouldn't bet me. <laughs> that wasn't for me to taste that. Honestly, I'm so proud of Hideki for, like, swallowing that smoke, man. Not just, like, tasting it, like, inhaling it. Yeah, but no one gave him, no one pushed him. The moment someone pushed him, Xander went in the water. Oh! That was as close as, like, This is like Pat. If this was, like, a race and it had to go one more lap, (laughs) he was in big effing trouble. (laughs) Like, if that clock, if it was, like, like an innings, like, like, that clock, it was almost like he was playing against a clock, like a basketball game. Like, there's one more minute on the clock. He was in trouble, but he did just enough on Saturday to do it. And even a couple times where you felt like things were going to get greasy, the, he almost hit that par putt on one. And then later in the front nine, he made a great par putt. I think that was seven. What a par boom, bam, bing bong, boom. It was very much like the Sergio win, like the same way that Sergio won. Like, the, the skill set that Sergio has is very similar to the skill set that Hideki has. Just some weeks you make putts. So when we say that's like Adam Scott, insert, like, are we just... Yeah, but, like, Adam, but Adam Scott back in the day could putt. Could he? Yeah. Like, he was a good putter. Okay. Like, when he first came on tour. And he no, but that Masters time. Was he a good putter, like, when we was, were in the Masters he was, years? He was in the fucking big swinger, man. He could putt then. Yeah. It's after they got rid of the... Because remember, him and Webb couldn't putt anymore. Sorry. And then Webb figured it out. The guy you got to bet here forever. And I did like. Is it Cam Smith? No, because there's actual like more win equity with a similar betting number. Did you see what he did on those par threes? Who? He's a defending champion. Patrick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't like I, you were probably thinking like for a worse golfer. Yes, no, I was. Yeah, I know. Like I, I sorry, I may have teed it up like you're thinking like downrange. I was like Brian Herman. No, 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 no. But like I don't know if Cam Smith's going to go off at 35 next year and Reed will be 33. <laughs> um, come on. Now sometimes when the course gets too easy, that's bad for him and good for everyone else. But I saw some par three stat that he. I got to find it. Well, I was like, you got to see his part three scoring. I'm not even kidding. It was the most craziest thing ever. I looked through the numbers. Reed lost this tournament for himself. I mean, not lost it, but took himself out of the tournament on uh, Friday. Guy couldn't chip or putt somehow. Yeah. Re- which is really rare for him. That That's going to happen from time. You have to, in order to win, you have to avoid that just horrendous putting yeah. round. Okay. And to that point, it would also have me interested. I didn't bet it this year, but like next year, pre-tournament, they want to post those 40 fifties on web. I saw, like, enough from Webb. He also like, had a bad Friday. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, okay, though, that's going to happen. But, like, I trust his, like, ceiling and his game. And, like, I saw enough good. Like, no, that could work here for you. Like, it could. It has, to, it has to play miss, like it did this yeah, year, though. Don't miss the comebackers. Because we saw that a couple times. He, I, th- I, think he had, I think he had five three putts this week. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's huge, that, missing those two foot putts. Enormous. There's not even. You, yeah, you got to just hope those don't get missed. But you're not, yeah, the week that you don't miss all five of them, you're yeah. going to win. Uh, okay. 
This is from the Fried Egg on Twitter. Nice, fun golf account. Okay. Uh, Patrick Reed just rolled in about a 40-footer for birdie on 16. He's now gone 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 3, 2 in his last eight trips through the par 3. Through number 16. Yeah. So he kills number 16. Crush. What a monster. Oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to threaten for this again. With his new like high end sponsors, I don't know what's going on there. But how uh, how good of a move was it? What's the name of the bank that sponsors Zalatoris? Oh yeah, you I don't know something UKG. It's like Texas Bank or something like that. Genius um, Simmons Bank is the name of it. The way out on the way out, Hideki's like caddy bowing to the course when putting the flag back. That's just like. I'm all for that sort of shit. You call it hyperbole. I didn't. That shit melts me. Man. I didn't realize he wasn't a real caddy. He's just Hideki's buddy. Hideki does all of his own stuff. He does his own caddy work. Oh, I never knew that. So we could talk. Hideki is like this man of mystery. In this, like, do you even hear the great story? Because a lot of like Hideki stuff has been like relitigated today. Where like people didn't even know he was like married with a kid. I did not know. No, he, but, you, that is just now news to me. No, but it, but it, I think it was after the PGA a couple of years ago. People like found out, and he's like. Why didn't you tell any of us? He's like, nobody asked me. <laughs> like, like, so like, I guess to themselves, I don't know whether it's like. A- well, the, the thing that I cracked up the most about was in Butler cabin, like the very first question, like Nance asks him the question. Hideki responds. It's like a 10 to 15 second answer. Then the translator's like, I'm happy. Yeah, like, I'm happy. I feel like we missed something there. Oh, shucks. Even my friend. Yeah. That guy doesn't have to come to the champions dinner, does he? I think Hideki speaks English. Yeah, he does. Apparently he does. I, I think that's a good move on his part, though. Because think about how much, if he, like, let's say he speaks fluent English, how much more press he would have to do than anyone in the world. Because you know, like, the Japanese yeah. media is all over him. Like, when we went to, when I went to, like, 3M, and even, was it at the Northern Trust as well? Like, the Japanese contingent following around fucking Kodaira was insane. I, I can't imagine that. what it's like for Hideki. And to that point, like, it's a pro move. It's not just to Hideki. Marenzi would tell stories, because he used to be involved with the Expos, like, way back on the broadcasts, that, like, in Vladi's, like, first three, four years in the big leagues, he could speak English, but he just told me he couldn't speak any English. Yeah, then you get out of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's great. Smart move. Yeah, but then you'd hear him, like, make a KFC order. Gabe's like, oh, I knew he could speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Any more Masters? Uh, no. I no, nothing. Brooks toughed it out. Yeah, go big, yeah, go home. It, it's, uh, that is one point I want to make. Uh, I mean, I stupidly played him on DraftKings, which I said I wasn't going to do, but did anyway, and then put him in my big money lineups. Smart move by me. But it wasn't really like the irons were all out of whack both days. The driving was one of the best in the field. Guy could not make, he couldn't buy a putt on Friday. He missed every six-foot putt. It was ridiculous. So the knee clearly wasn't 100%, but it was his putting that really let him down which I found surprising. So I guess we'll know the state of the injury if he's not, like, would we expect to see him again before a major? Or is he, like, just hurt and he played because it was the Masters? I mean, maybe he'll play the Zurich with his brother. Chase had, where was it, Honda? Yeah. Chase showed up for a little bit? I think he made the cut. So he's going to try to get Chase's tour card by winning the Zurich. I have no idea. How many events until the PGA? Four. We got Heritage, Zurich, Byron Nelson and Quail Hollow. I might have I might be out of order on Zurich and Quail Hollow, but it's May 21st, I believe it is, PGA Championship at Kiwa. 
The Pat Mayo Experience is sponsored by Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and is now available in the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, New Zealand, and all of the EU. And I have an exclusive offer to the audience. Use code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, if you can't spell, and get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the movement and the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. Did you know one guy every hour, every day, is diagnosed with testicular cancer? So this is a reminder to all of the men listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, the TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men between the ages of 15 and 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as a part of their We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps, changes in sizes, or any pain whatsoever. I think we can all agree it's pretty fun playing with your balls anyway, so you might as well do that. Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month. If you feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, you might want to make sure your sack is looking fresh while you're down there and clean with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find products and liquid formulations that have been developed to turn your bathroom into a salon for your balls. All liquid formulations use only the best ingredients. Some of these liquid tools include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls, the Crop Reliever, a spray-on ball toner and refresher. The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxers that keep your package cool and feeling fresh. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MAYO at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code MAYO at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. RBC Heritage. Let's do this. My favorite tournament of the year. If you want to play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League, link is now open in the description of this video and podcast. $15 to play, three max entry. No rake, thus making it the best tournament on DraftKings, by the way. Also, fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off. We are plenty familiar with this course, Jeff. Harbor Town, par 71, 7,121 yards. Pete Dye course, Bermuda Grass Greens. Uh, the wind can play a huge factor here from time to time as it's on the coast. Once again, it's a course where almost anyone can win. We have a good track record of hitting winners at this event. Every second year, it seems to work out for us. So, you know, we hit Webb last year at a nice number, coming off a bad performance at Colonial after the restart. This was the second tournament out of the restart last year. But Bryson has already withdrawn, so he's no longer in the field. But the field itself is still pretty strong. Dustin, Team RBC guy is the favorite. He's 10 to 1. He was 10 to 1 to win the Masters last week, but now he's 10 to 1 again after a missed cut. Webb is 12, Cantley is 14, Morikawa is 20, Berger is 22, so is Fitz, Hatton's 25, Answers 25, Cam Smith is 25, Casey is 28. Those are the betting favorites in the field this week. I've got the list narrowed down to three guys for me, and I'll probably end up picking one. I just saw 20 to 1 next to Morikawa, and I was like, that sounds like something I should bet. Yeah, 
So Burger Hatton and Morikawa would be the three that I've narrowed it down to. I won't bet all three, but those would be those are the three on the short list right now. You could talk me into Hatton, although when I went back and looked at his numbers from last year at Heritage, he, he gained like 10 strokes putting. That's why he was up there. Now, you need to do that. That's just a tough performance to replicate. But I was impressed with him grinding it out at Augusta. Uh, he three-putted really early on Thursday. and was like, oh, here goes Tyrrell. But he battled back. He, like, he ended up inside the top 20. Morikawa was putting lights out through two rounds and getting everything up and down. Saturday hit, and he couldn't make a putt to save his life. But actually struck the ball really well on Sunday. So I feel like this course is set up really well for him. He's very good off the tee. He's very good with his irons. And when he putts well, he putts really well. So that would be a kind of strike in his favor. And Berger kind of fits the mold of player that I like at Heritage. Missed the cut at the Masters. Expectations are a little bit low, but is a perfect fit for this course. I almost feel like there's nothing for me to add. Um, I, if you want to bet Webb at 12 or Dustin at 10, go for it. No, I mean, I would bet Dustin at 10 before I bet Webb at 12. I don't even care if they're on the moon or at Harbortown. I agree. Like, I get this is a Webb course. I get we got to hit a winner here at Webb. I don't care. Um, but that being said, I don't want to bet any of them. Cantley is just going to DX crotch chop me so hard and a lot of you. When like, he wins probably, by 10? <laughs> like, going back to his birdie train performance and crushing this place. But yeah, I, I think you're, you're, you nailed it. I haven't bet anything yet. Um, you know, I'm always a little groggy the morning after the Masters, as are a lot of the bookmakers, because everything's pretty slow to come out, Pat. But 20 more cows seems very safe. And like you can blindly just trust you're doing the right thing. Berger is a guy that checks a lot of um, points you made, missed the cut. I got this belief in him. And Hatton is a ceiling player who I like as well. The other guys in that range answer Cam Smith and Casey. Well, I would rather just bet the three you mentioned because I feel like they do bring exponentially more win equity to the table. While we're all excited for Fitz Smith and answer, answer yeah, and all Casey guys that we like. Guys, I mean, I bet more. Fitz last week, but it was part of the reason. Like, okay, I never didn't. I always liked Hideki Matsuyama. But somewhere I stopped betting on Hideki Matsuyama. Now, maybe I wish I could have done that with Tony Finau like eight months ago. Or two years two ago. Two years ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. Um, but, but yeah, all those guys, they've made fine picks. Answer winning would be a kick in the nuts because I feel like I bet him like way too much. Players, match play, obviously didn't bet him at the Masters. I could maybe be talked into answer. But if I bet answer here, Pat, that's honestly just me or Fitzpatrick over the three players you've highlighted. That's really just me trying to be cocky and call something. That's that's what I usually do. And then do you know what I mean? Then like, Daniel no, Berger no. wins Pebble. It's like no, 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 no. Here's who's really going <laughs> to win. I'll get sneaky on you here. Do you know what I mean? Like no, like I get they're the same price range. I get that they're incredibly capable of doing it. I want them to do it for them personally, but. For me to pick answer over Hatner, Burger, more cow, it's me just like, no, I'm calling this. I like want to just plant my flag in the ground for answer's first win. I'd rather bet Burger. <laughs> I would rather bet Burger too, even coming off the bad week. But this was a site before we had the all-star, like a major-esque field at this tournament last year. It's hard to take away too much from last year, only because every single good player in the world played at this yeah, event. And we'll and do this again with Colonial. Like, and, how do we even rank this – how do we rank performances? Like, Corey Connors was supposed to win, but 20 better players, like 20 all-stars showed up. Yeah, and 
having it the week after the Masters is a thing. Like, I don't know, you can't quantify what the impact is on the guys that just went through 72 holes at the Masters, but I would even look at someone like, I guess no one, I guess Cam Smith just kind of made a rally, but even someone like Connors, for example. Like, is Connors kind of drained after putting in a good effort at the Masters? Like, takes a lot out of you. Um, Connors went to bed every night thinking I can play well and win. Yeah, just praying to God, like, just let me hit a few 10-footers. Just just make, make this, like, the final round at Valero. Just, like, let yeah. me putt like that one time at the Masters, no, and, I, and I can win. To your point, like, guys like Answer, Hatton, even more Kawa, yeah, they played four rounds at the Masters. But it wasn't Patrick, the same. But they didn't, like, go to bed Friday, Saturday thinking, I do this, I'm going to win. Like, I like this, like, ah. Like. But before last year, you had Pan win, Wes Bryant, Brennan Grace, all first-time winners. Kadira, first-time winner. Uh, it was just a string of first-time winners. And before last year as well, we had this ridiculous run of Sunday comebacks at this course. Like, you want to take the guy who's like four off the lead going into Sunday, and then all of a sudden that guy ends up winning. Uh, that's how Wes Bryant ended up coming back. Remember Luke Donald was winning in the Brennan Grace year, and Brennan Grace just went out and, like, posterized him. Yeah. Uh, and I think... Was P- Kisner Furick? Kisner Furick, yep. Yeah. That was the year before... Um, who won that year? I think that was the Grace year. That the was year the year before, before the- Kadira. That was the year before Grace. It was Grace, oh. then Kadira. That was a fun Grace one. Was that Gra- the Grace after was after Willet? Willet, yeah. <laughs> just tickle me charmed. 40 to 1. It was a nice number. So Yeah, like I was, and, as if I needed that. If I never did need money, it was the week after Willet. And the, uh, oh, well, that was actually nice because I upped the size of my bets that week too. It was like, I got extra money to play with here. We're good to go. Oh, so I could think of a lot of guys who would check the box on the old, like, winner's row format this week. Okay. Well, we're not there yet on the sheet, but oh. you said, like, that sort of past winner I'm playing here, being a Wes Bryant, being Kodaira. Yeah, I'm not, forgotten souls. Yeah, but I'm not too concerned about those guys. I think I'd rather keep it in this middle range. So the 30 to, let's say, 100. Like Fleetwood's in this, like Fleetwood, Sergio, and M and Connors are all 30 to 1. Westwood and Zalatoris is 33. Should we just bet Zalatoris? Or is that too much? Well, now you're playing like psychologist. The number is way stronger than I would have thought. Like if we yeah, did a show a last good night, I'd have guessed like he'd be with Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I mean it. I mean it. Should we just bet him? But but I don't, does it go against like Corey Connors' sleep? You're picking on the sleep. We're picking on the sleeps Corey Connors just had in the exhaustion. Sure, but, but like, I think Zalatoris is a better player yes, than Corey Connors. And we just, if you bet Zalatoris, it's like no. I'm just betting this kid is going who to doesn't win. even take a minute to stop and like think about the like mental. I should be mentally tired. No, I'm a baby. I'm going. I'm striping it. The one thing that I would say that is a feather in the cap of Zalatoris versus Connors at this course is that around the green play factors in more than off the tee play when you look at who's actually one of this course. Like, getting it up and down <sighs> is pretty essential here. And I just have far more confidence that Will Z is going to do that than Corey Connors. Like, Connors, we, I, just, I, I remember I think I was tweeting it out the entire time. And I don't want to take anything away from him because he had such a good week. But you saw, like, Connors three-putt. A bunch of people made that three-putt on Sunday from the top of the hill. You uh, saw, we did a cut sweat. Siwoo putted his his lag cleaner with a three-wood. Yeah. And then Connors three-putted. <laughs> on, uh, was it 16? 16. I'm not, it's easy to pick on Corey. Love Corey. He's going to break through. His finish at the Masters was exactly how I thought it would be. Honestly... Yeah, even to Sam Rude. It ended exactly how we probably thought it would end for him at the Masters. 
Especially those people who bet him top 10. Like, it's literally exactly what they thought would happen, happened. And he came top 10, so it yeah, was great. That's what I mean. I mean, minus, like, the hole-in-one was lucky. Yeah, but, but that's... amazing. Yeah. I TSN's going to run with that for 100 years. Oh, that would be shot of the year. It will be. So is there anyone that does intrigue you? Like, should we're back on a short Bermuda course. Should we just blindly back Sungjae? Now that we're getting, like, a decent number on him again? I guess. I, like, you wonder what's, like... I could understand, like, bottoming out in, like, certain events. The Masters, like... He had a bad Masters, whatever. Is that so a did few Dustin. bad in a row? <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know. I didn't really look into how bad it, like, what it was. I don't know if I'm there, but 30 does seem strong. Let's see if I can find the old strokes gained here for old Sungjae. He was, like, third to last in the field. Like, I don't know. Like, are you not at all attracted to that above 50 range? Like, Nah, Kirk, Hoffman, Cam Davis. Yeah, I am, actually. Like, that's very much, uh, even Matt Wallace. The ones that give me pause here, Cooch kind of gives me pause. Well. Because this is a Cooch course, and Cooch is starting to show that he's playing well at Cooch courses again. Yeah. So that's one for him. Billy Ho at 50 seems like a really good number, doesn't it? That seems like an amazing number. Yeah. Like there's a, like, I, I'm not super interested in Kisner at 50. I'd rather bet Billy Ho, but like Nah is right there. Hoffman keeps playing well. He's 60 to 1. Uh, he's someone who plays this event every year. He has mixed results, but he has a couple top 10s on the go. Like Matt Wallace continues to play well. He's 80 to 1. Brennan Grace, who I like. I've bet The only bet that I've made from 0 to 100 is Russell Henley at 80 to 1. We didn't see him last week. He continues to hit the irons well. Bermuda. Coastal course, I'm in. Where what, what was his situation at match play again? I remember he had a f- Honda was uh, Honda was good. good. He came inside the top ten. And match play he was in a pod, a random with like M, right? It was like a wide open four man pod. I feel. I feel like he lost in a playoff to go to the next round or something. I don't really remember what happened I feel at match like play. He was in M's pod. Yeah, I know it's all a blur. I'm just trying to roll back. Yeah, I, I got no issues with that. And as you projected you would be wagering on the cut sweat show when you read out the field you bet on ct pan yeah. i just wanted to at miss a the- lower number than you thought you might get yeah i have my 110 to 1 right now but i'm going to wait uh, until i see some bigger numbers like there's going to be a book that posts a 200 on ct pan i'll probably take that as well throw like 10 bucks on it or something like that but as we've spoken about before 110 with an each way is better than like 125. 125 yeah because i want to bet the each way because yeah. i think you know the only reason that I say that is because you get significantly better odds on the top five than you would just betting a top five. All right, let me just throw a couple. Oh, we're out. that's over the line. Um, Fratelli? Fratelli set the course record here with a 62 in the final I mean, round uh, back in the I day. know there were, like, reasons, like, that sort of pointed you to him at match play, especially, like, the randomness of match play and the... Texas Austin aspect, but any um, this is a real big number. Yeah, ninety to one's a pretty good number. I don't know. I think I'd rather be in that Hoffman English. Nah, Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, like yeah. I just think those guys are better players. And what about your boy Munoz? It's been a while since you've uh, dipped. Since back I backed and... on Munoz, I was actually quite impressed with how he yeah. played at Augusta. How could you not be? What's his number? Seventy. Yeah, that seems pretty deep. Okay. We didn't even talk about Siwoo. Are we, are we backing Siwoo here? I think you got to back him. Siwoo in He's missed form, the cut the last two years here. I don't care. He's in form now. Like, Siwoo in form coming here, um, you'll find a 40, 45. I think that's... Well, here's a 40 right here. I think that is worth backing. Also, where was that last event? Valero? Valero. Uh, remind me, did Chris Kirk, like, come top 20 again? 
Because I feel like he was right there the whole week. Yeah, I think he came seventh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is it finally going to pop? Because he's doing everything right. But maybe it's just like the prop bet guy. Like, maybe he's the... He's the quintessential ultimate, top 10 bet? Like, even top 20. I've been putting him... I mean, I hit zero last week in terms of my pre-tournament picks. But... He's been on every event he's teed it up in. I've bet him to place. And the only one he didn't was the players where he like got lost in the ocean on Saturday, but on Sunday, but he started Sunday in the top 10 at the players. He was sixth at Valero. I don't know, man. Like he's doing everything. And he's doing exactly the game plan that you want. Big on approach, big on putting. Like that's the key here. here. And he keeps form. Like until he stops showing his form, because he's a form player. And I don't really want to break down Billy Ho. I know there's like some meme moments, I guess, of him from the Masters. He, I his, you know what? Following him on the featured groups on Sunday with Phil, just oh, didn't he like beat up his clubs? He like won again, so now he's got like full carte blanche to do like a big event. And he won a WGC yeah. too, yeah, uh, like a huge one. Uh, Billy Ho at fifty sticks out. Like that's no respect. Uh, the reason, like, how bad was he? Like he, he's almost that perfect guy. He, that, made, like, he made the cut. He wasn't no, that bad. No, but I mean, like, for the same reason you could, like, talk yourself into Hatton in the sense of, like, he made the cut, but, like, he never, like, felt pressure of a week. Like, no. he was enjoying golfing at Augusta National on Saturday and Sunday. Well, Corey Connors was like, Rrr. Like that's sort of the at least point. that's a, that that's what we're choosing to make but, our narrative when we make these picks. Yes, that's important <laughs> to clarify that it's the narrative for which we choose to make. Let's go to 100 to 1 and over, because I actually have some guys down here that I've already bet. You mentioned Pan. I'm going to do that. I reminded you about Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson had a really nice Masters. Couldn't really putt, which I thought was really surprising. But if there's ever going to be a Michael Thompson course, uh, I feel like this is the Michael Thompson course. So 110 to 1, 125 to 1. I've already bet Gim is 140 to 1. Like, what are we doing here? No one lost more strokes putting at Valero than him, and he was like aces tee to green. He was top five tee to green at Valero. We've seen him play really well on these Bermuda courses. That just seems, I'm looking at the stat modeling right now. Over the past 50 rounds, Henley is fourth in this field. Hoffman is sixth. Kirk is eighth. Gim is 12th. He's 140 to one, so I'm playing that. And the other one is a blind bet on Aaron Wise. Yeah. Who continues to show up on coastal Bermuda courses. Those are the only places he plays well. So I'm in. How did he play at Valero? Was it a big disappointment? I'm trying to remember. Wise? Yeah. I assume so, because it wasn't coastal. Because yeah. or... he won, but he'd won at the Byron Nelson. He, yeah, that was years And a ago. Texas boy. I don't know, because I made a loser bet on him at Valero. So I'm trying to remember how bad it was. He was 44th at Valero. And amazing ball striking that week. Lost 4.4 stro- 4.4 strokes putting, 1.2 around the greens. Uh, at Honda, he was top 15 at... Mayakoba, he was second. So I feel like he's someone who can right. do well here. Yeah, all very um, – I'm interested, especially in Aaron Wise, probably more so than Michael Thompson, but I'm more of like a believer in a ceiling, but I'm silly like that. Joel Damon, 125? No, not for me. Someone who actually played really well here in the restart uh, was Doc Redman. Okay, why isn't Neiman here? Because didn't he battle – Webb last year? Don't I remember was, seeing was, him? Yeah, it was Answer, Neiman, Webb, Hatton, Sergio, and I want to say Berger, because Berger almost got back. Berger back. almost got back to back. I don't know. Why wouldn't Neiman play? Yeah. Oh, good for him. He doesn't have to. I remember the uh, the last event, people were pretty high on Harry Higgs. Yeah, he really broke our hearts. Missed, missed the cut on the number. 
Mr. Nine Footer on 18. Okay, so this is me just asking about a guy I like who I believe in my perception has been trending decently. Brandon Hagee? No, Alex Noren. Do you ever look at Alex Noren's results, or do you just assume he always does well? I'm curious. If he has one good round, I assume he's doing well. Like, I see one low-scoring round, and I assume progress. Because we've had those. At tough courses, too. At, 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 at easy courses, too. 46th at Honda, missed cut at the players. 49th at API, 12th at the Genesis, missed the cut at Pebble Beach. 37th at the Farmers, 40th at American Express. That's his track record so far this year. Well, thank you. So not great. He has lost on well, approaches significantly in five out of six tournaments. Now, he keeps just having big blow-up holes. But he makes huge numbers all of a sudden, which is not great. Um, I don't know. There's some real big numbers, but now it'd just be like naming names. Like Mackenzie Hughes, 175, seems really high. That does seem really high, actually. He played pretty decently at the Masters. Um, I didn't even see him on the list, so thank you for... Like, Shez was someone that I was kind of backing. I could see it for him. I don't want to go too crazy here, though, is the thing. Like, I backed a bunch of guys over 100 to 1, but they're just lottery tickets. So, but we've had a trend. Like, Spieth, huge slump, broken. Hideki, huge slump, broken. So, Russell Henley's next. Is Hunter Mayhan playing? <laughs> is Hunter is Hunter Mayhan? It might have cut off. Question. Like he could be playing, but you, the printer cuts off at the Hunter Mayhan odds. <laughs> yeah, we're only up to seven hundred and fifty to one here. It's either him or Dirt McGirt, who actually had a nice run the year that Wes Bryan won. I don't know. Like, is Snedeker back? He had a run at Valero. He's one hundred and seventy-five. He's won at this course twice, maybe. Like now, I'm just going to be annoying. But like Scott Harrington had a run at the Players. He's six hundred. When you say he had a run at the players, like an mean? hour of good golf, like like he, on TV. he got a shot shown on Sunday at some point. Um, Kadira's four hundred. Good for him. Shout out, shout out, Satoshi. This is the tartan, right? Yes, we get the jacket. Okay, yeah, not yeah. the plaid jacket. That's colonial. Yeah. This is the tartan jacket. That's why it has the U in Harbor Town because I think of the Scottish connections. I don't know. Remember when we bet Norlander, and now you can get him at two fifty. I didn't even fucking see him. Yeah, circle it. Tell me what the research says. (laughs) On Norlander? Yeah. Norlander. Uh, He ranks out 50th. He's probably been horrible since since we stopped betting him. Let's see. He's had a bad run. Uh, Putt's better on Bermuda than anywhere else, though. He's missed three straight cuts, but a lot of it has been putting and off the tee related. Minus 8.4 strokes lost putting at Valero. Minus 8.6 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Isn't this the type of course where, like, being Denny McCarthy can get you by just oh, fine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, it's like, yeah, be De- being Denny McCarthy works here. Um, also, Poston's another one who just... I know where... The crossover course that you want to look at for here is Wyndham. Just a lot of... Okay. A lot of, like, crossover success between those courses. A lot of guys I did mention, I'm just naming names, and I'm not going to bet this player, but I think he's worth betting or talking about in terms of where we think he is or if the dream is dead because he was popular for quite a bit in the season, and that is Sam Burns. He's now 100-1. to 1. We just feel like it's uh, there was like the window. I think he had the window and missed it. That, missed does, it. that doesn't and mean that yeah. he can't get it back. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get that window back, hopefully. But I do feel like I Because the number kept getting bigger, and it was justifying, like, well, I bet him here, and I bet him there, and now we're getting the bigger number. I hope there's still life in that window, but... I do believe um, that form window is is gone now, and we've got to find it again, and then we can maybe bet him again, 
and catch a big number. It just strikes me as odd that you have Burns at 100, but I could bet Henley at 80 or Wallace at 80. Or I could just go down farther and bet Doug Gim, who's playing better than Sam Burns, for a way higher number. Gim Reaper. Maybe it's his time. First yeah, time a lot of guys in this... Um Honestly, like, I don't, it's so hard to bet this guy to win, but like, I don't know, Charles Howell III's playing fine. So just looking at the numbers over the past 12 rounds, like I said that, you know, putting is just so hard to predict that I will take the good approaches in form better than the better putting in form. Now, when it comes to something like Denny McCarthy, that you're kind of looking for the reverse of that. Like if Luke Donald, even past his prime, can do well at the scores, Denny McCarthy can do well at the scores. Oh, is this the second place? Second place Luke Donald open, yeah. Is he even, yeah, he's, he's here. Six, I saw him on the other page. 600 to 1. So the top 10 players over the past 12 Ooh. rounds on approach, Morikawa, Hoffman, Sergio, Connors, Casey, Zelatoris, Hoagie, Duncan, Duncan and Webb. Duncan's like the poor man's Webb. RSM's the other one to look at for this, too, where he's won. Sink, Kazire, Higgs, Wallace, Cantlay, Cam Smith, Gim Reaper, Hatton, Shez, Fleetwood, Nick Taylor, Sam Burns are your top 20. Maybe Sam Burns is playing a lot better than I thought. Is he just not putting? He is not putting. He's lost. He's just not playing well. Missed three straight cuts. Putter's gone. Driving's gone. All the stuff that was really working for him early in the season has kind of left him. Okay. Here's a guy that flashed big at Valero. Can't putt. Enerman. 300? I know you're going to get mad at me. Like, I'm not, because I'm not betting him and I'm just throwing out names, but like, I don't know, like, life at a course that's rewarded huge numbers. So I'm just trying to notice a guy that's shown recent life who's got if a huge number. If you're going to bring numbers. these guys up, sell me on them. Sell me on Lahiri. Why should I bet Lahiri at 300 to 1? His. Uh, when he gets his approach game going, it is pretty unconscious. He can't make putts. He cannot make putts. And I don't know how good or bad he is with the driver, but I know he's gone to some like mental peace retreat where you like go into seclusion for multiple weeks without any like cell phones or televisions. Okay, that that's well, that's, that's pretty good insight. <laughs> that's a sell job, but uh, I'm not uh, going to do it. But uh, it's fine. But but I know, and I just remind like I can't even remember. It feels forever ago. Like did he even end up finishing top five at at Valero? Because it felt like he was like I don't know about actually winning, but it felt like he was lingering with that like uh, T five placing the entire second half of the weekend. Let's see, like you know, by second half of the weekend, I guess that means Sunday. It auto-corrected me. Yeah, you haven't typed Lahiri much into your model generator. I keep... Fuck off. No, it's... I'll type in Anne Herban. Anne H. There we go. Anne Herban Lahiri. I didn't even see him in the field. Because it auto-corrected me to and again. I'll just scroll down to the bottom. (laughs) That probably makes things easier. I can't find him on here. Stupid iPad. Stupid autocorrect. Whatever. We don't have to talk about him. I'll just mention your boy, Luke List. Huge number. Shitty field. Yeah. Had somewhat of form in the last, like, months. When you say last months, you mean not recently. Not recently. But not so far away where you might... Um, I don't remember, because I know you were off him, and then you were on, an, on again, off again. I don't know. Listen, this is, this is one of the courses where he's played really well. Okay. Uh, uh, Lahiri is fifth at Valero. He gained 6.2 strokes putting. Wow. Um, also, speaking of good performances at Valero in a couple in a row, Vijegas. 
in this field. Yeah, he played, had that nice run at uh, RSM as well. Yeah. Hmm. 300 to 1 that, also. That is actually far... Okay, there it is, so I did better. That is far more interesting <laughs> to me... Than Lahiri. Than Lahiri. Just because Vizagas, I mean... Even look where he's like played well historically in his career. Like back when he was like a top, when he won the Tour Championship, where did he win it at? Eastlake, short Bermuda course. Where has he popped up recently? I mean, we did see him pop up at Valero, sure, but when we see him pop up at RSM, a short Bermuda course. So, yeah, that actually does hold some weight. That might just be a top twenty bet for me, yeah. but that is uh, far more intriguing because I know when he goes well, his tee to green is awesome. I wonder how he has played here over the years. I don't know. I think he's won the Wyndham Championship as well. Like 2008 or something like that. Back when Fijegas was like a guy. Fuck off with the autocorrected. I don't want to talk about Bill Haas. Camillo. There we are. Ranks 49th in the model. So that's good news. How did he do it? He gained across the board at Valero. Eighth at Honda. Short Bermuda course. Sixth at RSM. Short Bermuda. Okay. Now, now we're getting somewhere here. All right. <laughs> Found an Easter egg. Over the years at the Heritage, um, in 2008, 7th, 2010, 5th, 2013, he was 9th, has not played it since 2017, where he missed the cut. He was 71st in 2016, 27th in 2014, the last two times he played. One of the leaders in the field in approach, though, both of those years, couldn't drive the ball for shit, but his driving's getting a little bit better. It's not horrendous. He's gained off the tee in two of the past three. So, obviously, he's 300 to one for a reason, but I think that he has some life. So, yeah. I'm going to write him down. Thank you for that. All right. Put, so, uh, put, put five bucks on the each way. If Camilo wins, I win two grand on a $10 total bet. Why not, right? That sounds like fun. Gives me something to root for. I do want to save a bullet for uh, Sunday, though, just to take some guy who's like five back, and hopefully he shoots 62. Well, you'll take some huge number with a placing. Yeah. And those guys here, yeah, we see it. Of course, they set him up for 62 Sundays. Anything else? I, I, I'm like at a kind of a total loss, to be honest. Yeah, it's the week after the Masters. So we're going to do the quick picks for the 2021 RBC Heritage. I'm going to narrow it down to Morikawa, Hatton, and Berger at the top. Might take one, might take two. But the only bets that I have in so far are... Russell Henley, 80 to 1, with a top five each way. And then Pan, 110, Wise, 140, Gim, 140, Thompson, 125, and then Camillo, 300 to 1. Uh, just lottery tickets, uh, all with the top fives to go along with them. I'll try to be a bit more concrete in this middle area, probably take three guys from 20 to 60 and call it a day, and then try to get in live on Sunday if I got nothing on the go. How about you? Yeah, I agree with your same guys at, at the top. I probably do have just a bias to. I, I'm trending towards Morikawa, by the way, because that's yeah, me. Yeah, and I have a bias to um, to Burger. I also think, like, depending on like the lane I pick, because I am about like the week after the Masters, like not betting on guys who I personally believe had a mentally exhausting week. But Will Zalatoris is is literally, I thought he'd be priced with Fitzpatrick. Like, if you asked me or brought me on to talk about. Uh, like guess odds last night he'd have been beside Fitzpatrick I don't know which one of them is right which one of them is wrong but so Zalatoris has to survive the cut I will be betting Siwoo Kim I'll shop it I'll try to find the best number I can but it's heritage it's Siwoo Kim there's form I don't care we're going for it Billy Horschel at 50 I'm thinking about that 
Because that's just like, what's going on here? Like, guy just won a world golf championship. 50? The fact that he's behind Kuchar is like, yeah, it's like the same odds as like Bizanenhout, who like I like and he's fun. We didn't bring his name up. He, like, he had a rough go of it uh, on the weekend, actually, basically after round one at the Masters. After Tim found out who he was <laughs> and was talking about him, I think he was like 12 over par after that point. But he has the sort of game for here because he's a terrible driver of the ball. This actually would have been a really good Spieth course if Spieth had ever decided to show up here. Hey, if he didn't win Valero, he might have been, been here. here. Um, and I'm just, I might be done with the, the outright concept of it, but like I will have money on Chris Kirk. Somehow? Yeah, and I like uh, Matt Wallace. Yeah, Matt Wallace seems like too good of a player to be this low on the betting board. Eighty to one, I might end up. And uh, you that. see, like you mentioned, his approaches at Valero were, were better at, than Spieth's. Tita Green, he was better than everyone in the field. He was number one by over two strokes. Yeah. He's good in putt. Made the cut at the Masters as well. Not a great weekend, but he was there. Harris English showed some life. Yeah, that's good. That's two in a row. Keep an eye. Keep an eye. Players, masters, showed some I wanna, life. That once that engine starts running, like I'm game to go back there. But he's a he's a guy that will see it. You'll see the form building, and then you'll see you'll see a heater. He's not going to win out of nowhere. Maybe I'm dead wrong. How bad was uh, Fleetwood's here? Yeah, one and done picks of the week. Speaking of that, Tim has selected Tommy Fleetwood as his one and done pick for the week. I'm seeing a 45 on him at a book. Well, that sounds like you're going to waste some money on Tommy Fleetwood then. Uh, it is your pick in the one and done because you used John Rahm at the Masters and he did better than all of our picks. So go ahead. Or did Tim use Rahm? Tim used you used Rahm. Bryson. I used Bryson. So you still beat me. I used Brooks. So it's your pick. What Bryson at the Masters? I'm going to use Billy Horschel. Seems really random, but Billy Ho. I don't know. I can't. Ah, can I take that back? Yes, you can take it back. See Woo Kim. Ah, that's what I was going to take. Thank you for letting me take it back. Should I take Billy Horschel now, I guess, <laughs> is the question. I will take... I assume I've used... I don't have the sheet in front of me. I, I, guess, so I knew I hadn't used Horschel. I'm guessing Kim. I've used Morikawa, Burger, and... I probably haven't used Burger. I'll take Burger. Yeah, I don't know where, where you've used Burger. Boom. Burger for me, Kim for you, Tommy Boy for old Tim Andercast. I will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Team event next week. There's going to be DraftKings for it, though. I've been told. Do you draft the teams? I guess so. I don't know exactly how it works. Because scoring isn't, like, to the player, right? No, yeah, it's to the teams. Yeah, I guess you have to draft teams. I assume it's, like, a showdown captain's mode type thing. I don't know. Have we had one since Raman Palmer? We didn't no. have one last year. That was the last one, Raman Palmer. Just take Kisner and Scott Brown, you'll be good. And then they'll win, uh, they'll play great as a team. And then people will be like, put Scott Brown and Kevin Kisner on the Ryder Cup team. They're so good. We did hit a big one there one year with uh, Cam Smith, though. Yeah, that was a crazy playoff. Yeah, because Kisner chipped in on the 72nd hole to force the playoff. Who was Cam Smith? Blixed. Blixed and Smith. Yeah, Blixed. 100 to 1. It was a nice one. Yeah. I don't think I've been close since. Because I just bet Kisner every year. Neither is Blixed. Yeah, remember Blix used to like twice yeah. a year. He'd be in contention. Very to win like the event. Danny Lee esque. Like just like, twice a year. Like oh, there's nine under, eight under round. Like unconscious. Yeah. Right, then we'll do it for the Pat Mayo Experience. RBC Heritage will be back on Tuesday with Reed Fowler, who called CT Pan to win two years ago. So got to have him back on the Heritage Show. 
this time around. Uh, and then we're doing the live chat on Wednesday. I'll have football on Thursday. That'll probably wrap up the week for me. You can check out the First Look show on the Mayo Media Network. Subscribe to that and the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. But that's going to do it for us, for me, for Jeff Feinberg, and Paul on the switches. I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck this week. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!